0: What's up, you guys? Sean Rossap, Fightful.com. It is February 8th, 2021. It's the Fightful Post Raw podcast. As always, we had tons of news on fightfulselect.com last week. Uh, we broke news about why Lars Sullivan left WWE, why Steve Cutler ended up getting fired, just tons of stuff, and it all came from FightfulSelect.com. So make sure you guys support FightfulSelect.com. I've got a ton of news that's going up this week. And that's in addition to a half a dozen, uh, half a dozen different podcasts that go up each week as well. Well, we got Denise Salcedo here. Denise, how are you?
2: I'm not good. I'm having a really bad hair day. I tweeted that I was going to have a new hairstyle. Then I came on the stream and I saw it and I was like, oh, hell no. I cannot go on the air like this. Uh, so now my hair uh, is like all messed up.
0: Well, I think your hair looks good and I think it looked good before that. Denise.
2: Oh, no, it didn't. Shot. They're, my ponytails were like lopsided. I was like, <laughs> I was trying to fix them and it, I, I gave up.
0: I thought it looked good. By the way, guys, last Wednesday, Denise Alcedo joined me. For the list and your girl number seven, where we talked about the the Lars Sullivan thing. I spoke to Lars Sullivan. Uh, we spoke about that at length. And then afterwards, we went over to FightfulSelect.com for the list and your girl goes on. And you reviewed action figures, Denise.
2: That was probably one of the funnest things I have done in a really long time. And you know me. I have zero interest in action figures. And after this, I could review any action figure now.
0: You could. But I mean, there, there was a main event over there too. You did review the package, Denise.
2: You know, I've, I feel like all last week I had way too much of your package, Luke's package. I mean, I was just getting it from both directions.
0: Oh my God. <laughs> Denise. <laughs> Denise, I never thought we'd be in a situation where, where the things that
2: came out of my mouth
0: i never thought we'd be in a situation where the things that you said would shock me (laughs) but we're there and matthew McFadden says if you want your woman to scream about her hole then go to bluetooth and use the code fightful did you hear that on the
2: air denise i did hear that and you know i thought i heard that wrong and then somebody commented it and i was like oh man i didn't hear this wrong she did say that it didn't make sense to me though it just, I mean, it made sense to me, but I didn't get why she said it.
0: Well, I mean, I know why I she said it. <laughs> There's
2: no need for it, maybe.
0: I don't uh, but Ryan B. James said, if you want your partner partner to go, my hole, use blue chew code fightful. That's not the reaction you necessarily want. Um, But Kevin no. Layoff said, by, by the way, guys, send a super chat, get your question or statement read right on the air. Please limit your super chat to do one question per. We got a lot of people that try to stack like, four or five in there don't game the system my friends but uh Anakin JMT says Denise your fiance would look great in Angel Garza's suit can't wait to see this idea come to fruition
2: please don't give him any ideas he claims that I don't let him do anything fun at the wedding and I'm like sorry this isn't your new life it's going to be run by Denise Salcedo
0: it sounds like you don't let him do anything fun and you know what i i'm gonna i'm gonna lobby for him to get to wear that i wanna i wanna push it every single week no Kevin Langhoff says working on a wrestling social network it's in the development and maybe looking to promote some channels fightful is the most legit in my opinion it's the most legit in my opinion too if uh I do say so myself but guys leave a thumbs up get those super chats in and you get your question or statement right on the air denise I liked raw tonight all things considered maybe it's because I'm grading it on the normal curve of like uh, raw, but at least in comparison to, to other weeks, I enjoyed it. What do you think?
2: It wasn't a bad show today. They included a lot of different segments. I, I I honestly lost count of how many matches we actually had tonight. So overall, I thought it was a perfectly fine raw. I wouldn't say it there was anything that I absolutely loved out of it because there really wasn't, but I enjoyed it.
0: We had eight Matches on Raw tonight, but we got kicked off with a segment. Adam Pearce brings out Shane McMahon. They're very clearly reading off a script there, but uh, we got the announcement that at the Elimination Chamber, Ms. Sheamus, Orton, Styles, and Hardy will all challenge Drew McIntyre. I, I'll share my thoughts on the Elimination Chamber and all that, but, but what did you think immediately? Because they said former WWE champions as well.
2: I didn't like this. To be honest, I would have liked this I didn't. I don't care that Drew McIntyre is defending his title in the Elimination Chamber. That's perfectly fine with me. But it was more of the selection of the opponents that are in it. I'm looking at this list here, and I'm thinking, okay, Randy Orton, perfectly fine. Jeff Hardy, unfortunately, hasn't. He's been only having matches with Elias. hasn't been looking tip top shape in terms of the way that he's been getting booked. So there's no reason for me to even want to root for Jeff Hardy. And then even later tonight, well, not even later tonight. Right after this in this match with AJ they didn't give me any reason for me to think that Jeff Hardy might actually have a legit shot in this AJ Styles perfectly fine with him being in the match the Miz I don't understand why he is in this match and it's he already has the money in the bank in the first place and secondly I have zero interest I'm out on that one Sheamus I understand why he's in this match but he definitely got screwed I mean he he he, he essentially had this, what, 20-year relationship with Drew McIntyre, uh, he betrays him, hopes to get his one-on-one title shot. No, and he ends up being in a, qualifi- in a in a match in the Elimination Chamber. So there's really no grand payoff to that. So for me, it was more of the issue of the challengers that are in this match. I thought there could have been some better, some better opponents.
0: Well, the Nerd Guru says, Lee Riddle Priest, all not in the chamber, woof. I don't mind any of them not being in the chamber. Um, Lee hasn't been around for a month. Riddle is in the U.S. title picture. Priest just got there, so I don't have a problem with them not being there. Pardon. But I've got a lot of issues with just how this was set up, and I think it was really, really lazy. I will never like three weeks after you got to battle 29 guys to get a title shot five people get a title shot. If this, if this elimination chamber were in like June, July, September, October, I wouldn't have a problem with it. And I know a lot of people say, Oh, well, it doesn't need to be its own pay-per-view. No, I completely get why it's its own pay-per-view. It's a, it's a marquee show. It's a marquee match. I see why they're doing that. Don't have a problem with it. I don't like saying, Oh, well, you know what? Five guys get a title shot right after edge had to do all that to get one. And I know a lot of people are saying, Oh, well, he gets it at Mania. Well, that's not always the case. We've seen people that that lose their Mania match. We've seen, like, Charlotte be added to matches and stuff like that. It's definitely not the only way. Another problem that I have, there were no qualifying matches. If you are going to have six hours of WWE TV on Raw before the Elimination Chamber, why wouldn't you do qualifying matches of some sort? Like... Ali screwing Kofi out of one that could help build their match in the future. Like there's there's so much that can be done to add to that, and you give matches stakes. Instead, what we had were a bunch of matches tonight that did not have stakes, including the main event, which was one of the lamer things on the show that finish. I was like, what's the point? I could have stopped watching at ten thirty. That was an issue for me. Like like for example, Seamus. You know, he was supposed to get this singles match and Drew hunted down Shane. And he was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I thought I was getting my singles match. Shane said, I want to do something bigger. If there were qualifying matches, you could have had Keith Lee against Sheamus. But Drew wants to fight Sheamus real bad. So what does he do? Drew causes Keith Lee to lose the match because he wants a piece of Sheamus. Well, that sets up Keith Lee and Drew McIntyre in the future. But but no, they, they went the lazy route. They were just like, "Man, here you go, everybody. And I'm like, why? Why? You got Kofi Kingston, a former WWE champion right there. They could have done Randy Orton versus Bray Wyatt. And Bray Wyatt never comes out. And Randy Orton wins the old heel thing where they count the 10. You forward that to oh, it's so frustrating, Denise.
2: Well, it didn't make sense because even then directly after this, they had Jeff Hardy versus AJ Styles, two guys that are going to be in the elimination chamber. I mean, this could have easily been some sort of qualifying match. And I do agree with you. I mean, in the sense of it would have, even if they would have said, okay, these three guys are for sure in it. And we at least need to fill two more spots, even filling some spots and announcing some names, I think would have made much more of, you know, fulfilling the three-hour time yeah. slot for today.
0: Yeah, yeah. Anakin says, so easy to book for the chamber. Qualifying matches, entrance in six-man tag, winning team does a triple threat for who enters last, losing team does one for who doesn't start the chamber. Done. Yes. Make this stuff mean as much as you possibly can. Add as much as you possibly can to a show. That way, the things that you're watching seem like they're important. Ryan B. Jam says, "If Miz was smart, he'd lay down right off the bat in the Chamber match, get pinned without taking any damage, and come in, come back, and cash in after the Chamber match was over." Well, I, I I don't disagree with some of that, Denise. But if you're the Miz, like you are a former WWE champion, you are a decorated performer. Like you're not a complete coward. You're a smart guy. You want to inflict some of that damage yourself. But I mean, yeah, at some point, if you see yourself getting in in danger you roll over you tap the mat three times and that's it but here's the thing the chamber gets shut he can't just slide right in necessarily i mean there there would be some recuperation time there before that to happen but i i don't mind it but what do you think about this this pitch
2: to be honest the fact that he were just to come in, it would kind of upset me, I think, because that could have been a spot taken for somebody else that could have added a whole lot more to the Elimination Chamber, just because part of the attraction for me of the Elimination Chamber is, A, the fact that these men are in there, they're trapped. You really want to sell that, okay? But two, with all of the past Elimination Chambers that we have seen, what's one of the key things that we always see? A lot of creativity, a lot of cool moves that are done, people that can utilize the chamber in different and fun ways. And I just think that, and that's why I was so excited when they announced AJ in this match, because I thought, all right. And even with Jeff Hardy, they are going to bring that element of creativity. They'll see what they're, how they're going to use the different facets of the elimination chamber. So to me, it would just be a little bit upsetting to do something like this because I'm like, all right, well, in that case, he just took up a spot of somebody else that could have been in this match that could have, you know, done some cool flashy stuff or some cool powerhouse stuff. It doesn't matter who it could have been in here. Hell, it could have been Riddle. It could have been Keith Lee. I don't care. I just think that's somebody that could have added something different to this match.
0: Well, we got Daniel R. saying, "Gotten to graduate school today. Congratulations. He says, why no qualifying matches for events like Elimination Chamber seems like a missed opportunity. Yes, it is a constant Missed opportunity, constant. Nick says, why turn Sheamus' heel before the chamber? keep him face to add the tension to his friendship with drew then turn him heel afterwards to build to his singles you seem to be on board with this
2: yes i was thinking about this too and i honestly was gonna forget to say this but now that nick brought it up this was one of the things that crossed my mind they did do it too soon hey you have him in this match he turns against drew and this match would have made a whole lot more sense because as i mentioned earlier he essentially ruined this friendship and all of that you know this whole big everything that they've been doing Lee- to him not even getting his one on one match and then today the fact that you know the whole interaction that he had with Sheamus he, the fact that hey we need a even though Sheamus you know included this into the, the promo where he said oh I'm not a big enough draw I'm not a big enough draw and I get it it's in storyline but it also kind of seems like that not in yeah. storyline because you're thinking alright Sheamus versus Drew probably isn't as big as including Drew into the elimination chamber right but so with that being said he wouldn't have looked so you know so. So plan B, plan C, had he had he not, had he just turned on him inside the chamber. And then after that, they could have done something about their feud together. So it, it almost feels like they could have just moved a couple of things around.
0: Stellar Justin Lopez, thank you for the shirts, by the way. Uh, sent me this, this shirt, by the way. Big Amazing. thank you to him. He says, seems like we're headed for Sheamus and Drew at Mania. I like Sheamus. I think he's doing the best in-ring work of his career. This is not a mania main event. Bianca and Sasha should main event night one over it. Uh, no disrespect to Sheamus, I don't think it's second from the top. I don't think it might not even be third from the top. If I if that's the mania, good
2: enough for Elimination Chamber.
0: Barely. I thought it was going to happen on an episode of Raw, Denise. If it happened on Chamber, I'd be like, okay, sure. But mania. No way, and no disrespect to Seamus they haven't heated him up enough in the ring as far as wins and losses go. For that, uh, yeah, Trent yeah, Gaspard
2: is definitely the way to go, though. Yeah, for sure. Like we don't know I mean, yet for sure, but
0: to me, I don't care who Drew faces. Sasha and Bianca is the way to go for night one. Trent says, "I suffer from pretty hardcore depression, so I always look forward to the show on Mondays." Shannon and Denise never fail to make me smile. Love you guys. Hey, I appreciate you, man. I hope you start feeling better. I went through the same thing a lot last year. Uh, So uh, hang in there, my friend. It will get better. Thank you to Ricardo Holt for the super chat. Much appreciated. Zeke thanks us for streaming tonight. Well, I thank you for donating a super chat. I can't tell you guys how important that is. That does a lot for us. Um, Ryan B. Jam says, I want Bianca to choose Sasha so we can get Rhea Ripley to face Asuka and Mania. And have Bianca and Rhea walk out of Mania as champs. This is ideal for me.
2: Do you want to see Rhea Ripley versus Asuka? Does that feel main event for, to you?
0: It won't headline the show, especially on night two. Roman versus whoever Roman faces is one night of the main event. The other night, to me, should be Bianca and Sasha. Um, to me, that, that's just incredible. Uh, with With Sasha and Bianca, it's two amazing characters, and it's going to be a lot of history that's going to be made. And Roman Reigns... For all the times that he wasn't the guy and got the WrestleMania main event, he deserves this WrestleMania main event. He has carried the entire company on his back since August. So, I, yeah, I think, I think those should be the two.
2: I just hope that in the next few months, if, if Asuka is still going to have the belt at WrestleMania, I really hope that they start hyping her back up and building her back up because I feel her momentum has drastically dropped to where I necessarily wouldn't care to see Asuka versus Rhea Ripley. And if I did, I just want to see it because I want to see Rhea Ripley essentially win the belt. But to me, in order for me to get severely pumped about this match, I would need Asuka to be built up a whole lot more as a champion on Raw.
0: Yeah, they have made that title a a just an afterthought, an afterthought. Uh, Nerd Guru says, "Well, Denise get a jobber entrance at her wedding,
2: bro. That would be so messed up, man. Although I am terrified though to walk down the aisle because everybody has to stare at you and it's just awkward."
0: Oh my gosh, uh, <laughs> guys, keep those uh, super chats rolling in. Uh, we definitely appreciate you guys. Michael Mathis says. Think this is going to be a an, an uneventful contract season as far as wrestlers changing companies? I don't know, but that contract season is going to last a lot longer this year. You've got uh, one a bunch of the New Japan contracts that you know are usually up at the beginning of the year. Ring of Honor's too, but you have the the pandemic kind of throws things for a loop a little bit. There's a bunch of WWE ones that are up scattered throughout the year. It's not just WrestleMania time. There's word that some in AEW might be coming up in May. Mooses is up in June for Impact Wrestling. So uh, that's that's a pretty big one as well. Ryan Martin says, no Alexa on the show tonight. Any reason for our absence? Nope, not that I heard. Denise, what about your sources?
2: Oh, but you know what I was going to say to the previous question? Oh, By the way, that? are you mocking me for my lack of sources?
0: No, not at all.
2: Sean, you are my number one source. All right.
0: That's fair, but, I am.
2: <laughs> going back to the previous question, I do want to say that it is going to be interesting considering that we don't have necessarily the indie scene to where we can find out which guys are the hot, up-and-coming young stars that are going to get signed up. It is going to be a little bit harder to tell this year than it was in previous years when you know who's the – Who's the most talk? Who's the talk of the town of the independent wrestling scene? So it is a little bit that that part of it, I think, is going to be missing in this.
0: In other years, Allison Kay, Zicky Dice, Ethan Page, they'd all be snatched up right now. They'd all be snatched up right now. Um, Matthew Garrett says, Where's Carlito? Home. He doesn't have a full time deal as of yet, I don't believe. I know a lot of people assume that, but he doesn't. Jeremy Thomas says, it really should not seem like you're putting less thought in the Elimination Chamber competitors than I do in my TEW games. Well, I mean, that's that's the thing. It's so frustrating. Like, if you were booking this, you would say, how can I make this as interesting as possible? But they, they don't do that. And Jeffrey says, make the chamber for the other title match. Yeah, but I mean, Edge has said that he's not going to declare. I mean, we'll talk about that later, but Edge has said that he's going to wait and see how that that hashes out so i mean that that really wouldn't have worked necessarily but we, we've been on this for quite a while jeff hardy aj styles i thought they had a really good match jeff hardy's really good at these cold matches aj destroys his knee and then taps him out i thought this was good but it would have been a lot better as a qualifier
2: yes and so I for you, who do you think is going to end up facing AJ Styles at WrestleMania? Who would you say is your prediction right now? I know it's far out, but
1: mm.
2: it seems like they're keeping him strong though.
0: It does. It seems like they're, they're keeping him really heated up because he, he's continually, he's continually beat people.
2: Cause I have one, Sean, and Go I, ahead. I I have my hopes set on it. I know, I don't know how many people care to see it, but I want to see it. And I, re- I actually think that they're going to do AJ Styles, Triple H, especially since there's actually going to be people really? and they're AJ Styles strong and Triple H is going to need some sort of WrestleMania match. If there's actually going to be people here. So I think that AJ Styles could be that guy.
0: You know what? I wouldn't hate it if they've got a if they got to have Triple H do something. I really really wouldn't mind it. Uh looking back at, at AJ Styles WrestleMania opponents, I mean he's got a pretty eclectic group of of opponents. He faced The Undertaker, he faced Randy Orton, he faced Chris Jericho, Shane McMahon even though we might not look at him as like a big main event star WWE does. And then he defended the title against Nakamura who won the Royal Rumble. So every year he's doing something pretty big.
2: big. Exactly. Because yeah. he's like one of those guys that I feel that so many of the other guys want to get their chance at to work with him because of, you know, how good his track record and his reputation is. So that's the fact that they, yeah. they're, they've they been keeping him strong on Raw each and every single week really has me feeling in that direction. And as I mentioned earlier, Jeff Hardy versus Aegis Styles kind of didn't have much hype for me just yeah. because – it, it, d- it didn't have hype for me at all. The fact that Jeff Hardy hasn't been looking so great each and every single week on raw didn't help for me at all. And yeah.
0: Matthew Garrett says AJ versus triple H sledgehammer versus Omos. I don't think we're going to see Omos wrestling anytime soon, but Terry Allen jr. Says Denise from Amazon music, shut him down. Retribution's theme 99 cents application is worthy of downloading songs, use it for several years. Well, speaking of retribution, Mustafa Ali on commentary, I loved how ridiculous he was. He was just yelling through his teeth the whole time. He was pissed. He was. Between that and Xavier Woods, Xavier Woods was so hyped that they did a Russian leg sweep drop kick. He was like, new tag move, new tag move. And then he kept calling out reckoning after they won. I'm glad to see Kofi Kingston back. Kofi Kingston should have been in an Elimination Chamber qualifying match tonight. He's a former WWE champion. Oh, man. Um and this he was,
2: does fun stuff.
0: Yes, th- this was a good match, and I, I liked it.
2: Okay, so if I'm going to be seeing Retribution face you know have all of these multiple matches like if you, you know the recipe for raw repeat repeat yeah. repeat right All right. if i'm going to see them repeat a lot of retribution matches i want to see it against the new day as in you know as a tag team because this match i didn't think was bad at all i thought it was perfectly fine but I've, what definitely brought it to a whole other interest level was definitely the incorporation of ali on commentary in fact ali's the best thing that could have happened to retribution yes. Even though everything else has still sucked around Retribution, Ali is literally the best aspect of it. Well, the best
0: thing that could have happened to Retribution was Retribution not existing. But, you know, I mean, Mercedes saw that. She's like, let me get the hell out of here. I want to go back to NXT and and hang out with Robert Stone all the time.
2: Well, look at her. She's doing her own thing now. But honestly... Ali has been doing some of his best mic work in retribution. So at least that's some sort of a bright side.
0: Matthew Garrett says AJ versus Drew and AJ walks out as champ. I wouldn't hate AJ against Drew McIntyre. I really
2: wouldn't. I wouldn't either. But yeah, I wouldn't either at all.
0: Uh, By the way, guys, get in your super chats. Please leave a thumbs up. That helps us out greatly Uh, By the way, uh, Robert D. Felice, one of our great writers, had an interview with M. Dickey, who is the creator of Wrestling Empire today. Make sure you guys check it out. And it looks like I'll be dropping my Matt Cardona interview this week. But, Denise, you interviewed him last week. How about
2: that? Yes, I did. You're a little too late, Sean. Denise, I gave
0: you a one-week cushion as a friend. I
2: didn't need the (laughs) one-week cushion, Sean. All righty. I did not need it. I
0: did, I did the same thing with the Bushwhackers, too. How about that?
2: My interview isn't up yet. I haven't put it up yet.
0: Well, maybe I'll put mine up right after Raw. I, I don't put know. yours
2: up tonight. I don't care. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. You, Daniel R says, you Sean. <laughs>
0: Daniel R says get the briefcase off Miz and give it to who? Anybody um,
2: would be better. You kidding any- me?
0: Anybody.
2: Dang, Bad Bunny could take it. Oh, people so, are be crazy with that one.
0: <laughs> I I would love that. I would much prefer that. I really <laughs> would. Um Matthew Garrett says, No Carlito, that's not cool. I'm more confused about where Christian is. I want Christian on the on the damn show. That's what I want to know. I do too. T D Stinger says <laughs> I actually enjoyed most of Raw tonight. Sean, what would it take to get Alex to do a watch along of all the Air Bud movies? Lots of money. Uh, If you guys pull it together, I'll do it. If it makes Fightful money and Alex money, I'll do it. Ryan B. Jamps has looked with Jesse the Buckeye a very happy birthday. Jesse, a friend of of the show, one of our mods here and there, great girl. Uh, Wish her happy birthday and congratulations on the birth of her daughter,
2: Happy birthday. I thought thought we were going to do that in unison. I was waiting. I was like, oh, oh, let's go.
0: We're here to talk about another daughter, Charlotte Flair. Rick is tired of hearing about her and Tom Brady. But Charlotte comes out, and I thought she cut a really good promo. She's like, if you wanted to get better, you'd be at the Performance Center. Tells Rick to humiliate her on his own time, not on hers. And Lacey is like, oh, well, maybe we should be tag team partners. She's like, no, nope. and I've got a tag team partner. Her name's Asuka, but Lacey then says, oh, well, you know what? If I beat you, uh, I, I get a title shot. I talked to WWE and I'm like, well, what well, justified that first off? But I mean, if she beat Charlotte, I would be like, yeah, okay. You probably do deserve a title shot. Charlotte's real good. Um, But, but then when I look back at it, it's like, okay, well, Lacey beat Charlotte in a, in a six woman tag She beat her uh, uh, last month on Raw. She beat Asuka and Charlotte in a tag match. She's pretty well there, and they had a match, and Charlotte beat her up so bad that she got DQ'd, and now Lacey gets the match. What did you think of this in totality?
2: I hated it, Sean. I hated it so much. That Ric Flair promo was god-awful. It was so horrible. What did he—
0: Oh, I thought the promo. I thought the promo was okay. I thought the match sucked. So, like they keep having these best wrestlers in the world who are like, "What is that? Is that a is that a laser pen
2: on the wall?" They act like cats. It's it's stupid, huh? What what? Huh? It's so dumb. Sean, correct me if I'm wrong in this promo, because I okay, Rick did Rick Flair said that instead of people talking about Tom Brady, they're talking about Charlotte Flair. Is that what he said during this promo? Something something like that. When I heard that line... I thought, what the hell is Ray Blair talking about? This was so bad and all the reasonings as to why he gave as to why he's teaming up with Lacey and all of this. I thought we're just, oh, I didn't like this at all. The match itself was not good too. And it, I like Charlotte essentially losing her cool and just like flipping out and snapping. I do like that, except that it also made her look dumb because then this and then, turn helped lacey evans get a title shot so now you're helping the girl the woman that you hate that you're feuding with end up getting a title shot that doesn't make sense to me
0: Ugh. well it's raw so nothing's gonna make sense um but yeah. this was
2: a thumbs down for me this was yeah oh, down. And,
0: the, and the match was uh the bad ricardo holt says hi guys love you both here's a couple of bucks thank you so much ricardo it all adds up so i appreciate you jimmy miles asks uh when rio will debut on raw I don't know. Uh, soon, I hope. Soon, I hope. Raw needs her. Christian Marino says they're gonna have Lacey beat Oscar, aren't they? So they can have Lacey versus Charlotte for, uh, at Mania for the title. That's what I fear, Denise. No, that's what no, I fear.
2: No, no Sean. No, this is not what I want.
0: I don't either. But I fear that Isaac Merriweather says I hope they build the Charlotte versus Rhea for Mania somehow, the Raw women's title being in the mix would put the icing on the cake rhea ripley against broomstick and i'm sold but if it's ideally ideally to me it'd be charlotte oscar rhea all three of them uh like like charlotte's got to confront her wrestlemania like like wrestlemania people that she's conquered in the past uh but also that i mean there there are more than just that but
2: I wouldn't mind a three way that would be perfectly fine. Although my dream is essentially along the same lines as Isaac where somehow some way I do want it to that for them to find some sort of way where it's Charlotte Rhea for the title, but it's starting to feel like it's not going to happen. And a month ago, that's the for sure direction I thought they were going in. And now I, I've lost hope.
0: Brian Panthera says I'm trying to
1: say goodbye
0: enjoy this show's show, but you guys are making it really hard. Oh, wait, that's just the blue chew. Well, as Denise says, I mean, so many people are dreaming of a three way right now. So,
2: Oh, come on. Matthew
0: Matthew Garrett says keeping it all 100 Christian's debut and run in TNA was great. Christian Cage is the man. He is great. He's, he's amazing. And that's why I want to see more of him. And Ian Berkeley says WWE should have brought back the halftime heat, empty arena brawl for the Super Bowl. It would have been the perfect year for it. Maybe yeah. I don't think they were out drawing the weekend. I think this. I think that anymore, like if you're trying to upstage the the Super Bowl halftime show, it just.
2: But it gives you options, Sean. That's the sure. point. Options. Me as a, re- a wrestling fans out there could be like, raw. Do I want to watch this or do I want to watch that? Options are nice.
0: Sure. Brandon Charles Powell says we not must utter words like Lacey takes the title from Oscar. Can't even type it. Oh, man. Somebody says it. Denise versus SRS at Mania.
2: All right. What's the stipulation? What what? what are we winning? What's going on here? I don't Ooh. know. But you're
0: you're going to have to get into the gym, Denise. You're are gonna you calling to- me
2: that, Sean? No. On the air? When I told you today I was self-conscious about my weight? Well,
0: you know what? And then two
2: hours later, I get the you're fat, Denise, and you need to go to the gym.
0: (laughs) I cannot segue to gainful right now. And that's what I was trying to do. I was just saying, Denise, you can get jacked. You can get swole when you use gainful, even if you're not fat, like Denise is not fat at all. Continue on. Well, you know what, Denise, if you're trying to build muscle uh, or get your nutrition on track, protein is critical, but it's especially important to get the protein powder that's right for your lifestyle and health goals. I love Gainful because Gainful isn't boring. It's got customized protein based on your body type diet, fitness, habits, and goals. It's got free unlimited one-on-one access to your own registered dietitian. It's the only protein that comes with this. They work with pro teams and athletes. It's designed by a team of sports nutrition experts. And my favorite part is you're not stuck with a giant tub of protein that is one flavor. You get the pouch of unflavored protein and you get a bunch of single serving flavor boosts. My favorite is uh, chocolate peanut butter. but They also have Madagascar vanilla, Cookies and cream, uh, rich chocolate, strawberry cream, cafe mocha. And uh, yeah, there's just so many different kinds. You're not stuck with one flavor. You can also put unflavored protein into your smoothies, into your other recipes. It is the most versatile protein there is. And with the subscription, you'll receive monthly shipment straight to your door with the ability to pause, change the frequency of deliveries, or update your formula. Maybe you fall behind, you haven't used up what you've got, composite. No pressure, no big deal. You take a quick quiz, takes a few minutes to complete. You get to choose what flavors come your way. So you're not stuck with a bunch that you don't want either. You can switch up the flavor boosts. It tastes amazing. I love this stuff. It tells you exactly what ingredients go into your protein powder. And when you go to gainful.com slash Fightful, that's dot com slash Fightful. You get $15 off your first month. $15 off your first month. Gainful.com slash fightful. I love this stuff. It's one of those products that that uh, I tried myself and I was like, okay, I want to get them on board. And uh Denise hates me. Denise trying to turn me into a heel. Denise Bruh. trying, to, all you people promo me. How dare you, Denise?
2: Why what's the chat saying? What did I do? What did you do? <sighs> What's Nothing. happening?
0: Matthew Garrett says, "Alistair Black reintroduction via Mankind esque promo where Alistair beats down Cole." Do you mean Michael Cole or Adam Cole? I think you mean me, Michael.
2: Bro, for a second, I thought that <laughs> I thought I missed that segment on Raw. Oh, I, I was wish like, that happened. <laughs> I was like, "Where was I?"
0: I wish they would do something with him. It's just so frustrating. Uh, I find like, I find myself saying that so much about WWE raw even when it's good it's like frustrating is the word nerd guru says can charlotte not have a mania title match once i mean i get it yeah she probably shouldn't uh here and there bob harris says this hurts me to my core rick flair my all-time favorite uh, and he, he's got the picture of rick flair with rick flair too
2: that sucks
0: <laughs> bob my dude i feel you i love the cursing <laughs> emoji too but yeah me too Nir Guru says the Raw Women's Division is in shambles. When Becky comes back, give her the Roman Reigns treatment. Have her run the show. Rhea can dethrone her. Or maybe Rhea is the person that Becky's trying to dethrone. I like that. I like the new girl on the block facing her instead. Instead of, like, Rhea coming after her. I think Wait, there's...
2: is Sasha... I mean, sorry. Is, is Becky coming back to... When she comes back, is she Raw?
0: Th- there's no confirmation of that whatsoever. She was not in okay. the draft. She wasn't there. There's was a bunch of people that technically were not drafted. I mean, they've got a lot of versatility right now about what they can do with a whole bunch of people. Ronda Rousey was not in any draft. She wasn't in any shakeup, anything like that. Uh, Andrade, Big Show, Goldberg, Christian Edge, uh, one of the Usos, Jinder Mahal, Cena, Samoa Joe, technically, is a commentator, but he was not drafted. Uh, Mickey James wasn't drafted. They could move all those people really anywhere they want.
2: Because it could even be something like down the line, you know, once Bianca starts building herself up even more, she could be the girl that's Becky's like, Hey, like you came in here and you thought you were going to take my spot, but then at the same time, might not work for them. It might work more with Rhea Ripley. So I would yeah. like either way though.
0: So edge comes out. He says, he's going to wait until after the elimination chamber. You got Ms. Morrison and Angel Gars out together. I, I'm all for Angel Garza hanging out with Ms. and Morrison. They need something new and fresh and hanging out with the guy who dresses exactly like your fiance at your wedding. sounds like a good idea to me.
2: First of all, hell's to the no, that's not going to happen. Secondly, <laughs> really Sean, You think you were going to be allowed to dress? Were you allowed to have creative freedom with your outfit for your wedding?
0: Of course I'm an adult.
2: Okay, well, that's not happening on my watch. So anyways, but I I actually think that having Garza do something with Miz and Morrison works perfectly fine because Garza has a lot of, we've already discussed this. He has already had the charm and the charisma, but he does have a lot of charisma that he can work on the mic and do stuff like that. So I do think the incorporation of, of all of them three doing stuff together works pretty well.
0: I like the promo too. I liked Edge saying, uh, I'm not content being awesome like you are. I did that 20 years ago. I mean, kind of corny line, but it was a nice callback. Trent Gaspard says the mania event we need is Edge versus Peter Rosenberg for the 24-7 title. Well, he lost it. He doesn't have it. Doug Flutie won it this week. Now our truth has got it back. It's good for PR stuff. I'm tired of R-Truth with this title. All due respect. But I'll tell you what, what I'm very happy with. Bad fucking bunny. He rules, Denise. He He is one of the best celebrity integrations I have seen. He looks like he's having fun. He's doing the right stuff. He's not treating it like it's a joke or that it's beneath him. And he's made three appearances already since the Royal Rumble. He's all over this show, and I love it.
2: He's taking it seriously. And how many celebrities haven't we seen come in here? They get a little, you know, publicity and then they leave and maybe we'll see them in a couple of years return, but nothing too major. No, he seems like he's sticking around doing different stuff. I, he has, you can tell he has respect for what he's doing and that's important. And I think that that at the end of the day, will get over with people. The fact that he isn't treating this just like a one-off and dude, the association of Damien Priest with Bad Bunny is just making damien priest was already cool all right that's just fact yes but this is a different type of element of cool this is the guy that's hanging out with the with the, with the celebrity with the rock star with the yes. pop star whatever you want to call it he is the one that's hanging out with him and that just adds so much credibility just so much of the it factor so i love it i i love everything that they that i love every way in which they've been including bad bunny into this
0: the only thing I didn't like is th- they got to stop getting everybody distracted. They make people look so stupid with that. But uh, Damien Priest wins. Uh, Matthew Garrett says, you all remember K-Fed. He, K-Fed, all things considered, did pretty good. He should not have, he I was not have won. not a fan of
2: this. I wasn't a fan of this because I was a fan of oh, Brittany. And I didn't well, necessarily like Kevin Federline.
0: Yeah, I don't really care for Kevin Federline. I thought he did well with what they did with him, though. Ryan B. James says Denise's fiance will show up with the Garza style tearaway wedding suit. That's what that's that's gonna happen. It's gonna happen, Denise. No. A nerd guru says Lacey versus Charlotte for the title at Mania is a match I couldn't care less about. They're going to waste Oscar for Charlotte again. If they go Lacey versus Charlotte for the title, it is an incredibly tone deaf, stupid move. Stupid, stupid. And Matthew Garrett says Priest better have a great WrestleMania match. I hope so. I hope so. Um, I don't know what they'll have him do, but if it's got Bad Bunny in it, I'm all for it because I get the feeling if people just tune in and look at that guy, they're going to be like, who is that? Who's that guy with Bad Bunny? And that's what you want out of this.
2: Oh, yeah, exactly. And I start thinking about my little brothers and my my little sister who don't care or really know anything about wrestling, if they find out that Bad Bunny is part of it, they'll be like, oh, okay, that's kind of cool. Yep. We found out Bad Bunny was doing this wrestling stuff like this. Whoop, you interviewed those two guys, the TikTok guys. What, what are their names again? Boros Twins. Thank you. They knew about them, but they don't know anything about wrestling. And that to me was like mind blowing. But that's just the way things are. You know, kids that are not necessarily fans of wrestling, they just know the trendy stuff, the TikTok stuff, the you know, the 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 people that are hot in the music scene, that type of stuff. So it really does get people talking about it, people that aren't necessarily wrestling regulars.
0: Drew Nicholas says, Bad Bunny proved he watches the product tonight more than most of the wrestlers on the show every week. Get the heels in the ring and get them thrown out. Logical and barely any other person does that. That's the thing. They're making Bad Bunny look very, very smart. And uh, I can't speak any higher uh, of Bad Bunny in that regard. And I'm going to have, how about this, a bunch of news on him on FightfulSelect.com this week. Subscribe today. Brandon Charles Powell is a really great idea. Maybe AJ versus Priest. Both guys are winning and it'd be a good way to get Priest over.
2: Dude, you know, AJ would, would bump the hell out for for Damian Priest.
0: <laughs> I think they could probably do a really good smoke and mirrors match with Priest and Bad Bunny against AJ and Omos. They could probably do something pretty fun there. Uh, I am Malucha says, Priest Almas, Ray Garza is the new LAX 2.0. WWE is super smart and using Bad Bunny and Priest to retap into that huge uh, Latin American market. Denise, I think you're a little more equipped to speak on this th- than I am. Uh, it is
2: cool, but I think one of the things that I, as a Mexican person, I always feel, though, that they are always grouped in, always bunched in. You always got to put the Latinos with the Latinos. I would like it if they did branch that out a little bit. It seems like it seems like they aren't always included in different stuff. Uh, so I, I love the way that they're doing this right now, but I would like more of not always having to ban the Hispanics with the Hispanics essentially.
0: Yes. I, so, cause I remember when inner circle started, people were so used to everybody, the same race being grouped together that when Santana Ortiz and Sammy were there, people were like, Oh, this doesn't fit. And I'm like, why not? Why doesn't it, everybody, every, like, why doesn't it fit?
2: Yeah, and it's even, like, with matchups, too. Like, I, I feel like it's it's very, I don't know. It's like if you get put somewhere as a Latino or a Latina, like, well, Latino mainly. But if you get put somewhere as a Latino, it's kind of like you're always going to be there and they never have you work with like the other guys that you could be working with. And that's one of the things that I personally would like to see. But in terms of them incorporating, you know, Priest and Bad Bunny and Angel Garza to this, it, it is fun. But I wouldn't necessarily just say it's fun because of, you know, them being the same race or whatever.
0: And I, I know that a long time ago, you would see a lot of people like that work together. You'd see a lot of the Mexican wrestlers work a lot together. And I can tell you the first time I worked with somebody who wrestled in Mexico it was a lot different for me because they work a different side of the body. They roll instead of bump a lot more. There are some differences that I was not equipped to be ready for, but this is WWE. They're going to be ready for that. And they are by that time they have adjusted uh, this ain't 96, 95 anymore, so I, I'm completely with you. Uh, Ryan B. Jam says, you know what's trendy on TikTok right now? And perfectly timed for the pirate mania. sea shanties. I don't know what that is, Denise.
2: I don't know what that is. I haven't been on TikTok anymore, so I lost my hip card.
0: How do you not utilize that platform, Denise?
2: Because it got really annoying. I I don't like. <laughs> I don't know how to tell you this, but I used to go to all the influencer parties and hang out with a lot of like the TikTokers, YouTube people. God, I hated it. They were they were just Wouldn't not. Be. They were just not my like my people. So it kind of kind of it kind of made me want to shy away from that world.
0: Matthew Garrett says, "Dog, where's Andrade? He had elective surgery last year. Still out." Just he was not at the rumble either. Joseph Correy says, Unfortunately, we can't get Zelina's old faction interacting with Priest and Bad Bunny.
2: Oh, she would have been so good in the spot too.
0: She would have been. Um her doing a Hurricane Rana on Bad Bunny would have been good. It would have been yeah. real good. And uh like them wanting Bad Bunny to hang out with them instead and him being like, No. And Damian Priest having matches with Andrade and Angel Garza all the time. Oh, sign me up, man. Reminder, guys, get your super chats in. Please leave a thumbs up. I can't tell you how important that stuff is. Please do it. Also, check out twitch.tv slash Fightful Gaming. Keith Lee and Riddle are backstage. I actually love this backstage promo where Riddle has a black eye and he's talking about getting beaten up. Then he's like, then I binge-watched all the AirBuds and he named them. And... Keith Lee's like yeah I know this guy it's all right but then it gets more serious and Riddle adapts to that I thought this was one of the best Riddle promos and maybe one of the best Keith Lee promos I've seen but how'd you feel
2: it worked because Keith Lee came with an understanding of he knows who Matt Riddle is and what kind of guy he is and he matched that I feel that all the other people that have done it they mostly see him like somebody that's you know, too aloof or whatever, versus Keith Lee sort of brought himself to Matt Riddle's level in terms of matching the the interaction, the personality. I, I I don't know how best to describe it, but it was a different a different way in which he approached Matt Riddle, and I think that's why it worked.
0: You could tell there was that mutual respect, and they went in there and they had a banger. Matt Riddle's transitions ruled, his strikes ruled. Keith Lee is. You you can see the adjustments from the big man class, but it's working for him. Like that double chop. Normally I'd be like, what a lame move, but Riddle bumped off of it. And I thought it looked really good. Lee just running into Riddle was great. Riddle's really good at selling and Lee ends up winning. I thought this match kicked ass and then Lashley's beat down. My God, that spine buster, Denise.
2: Yeah. So, okay. I love this match, by the way. Uh, I thought this match was really, really good. I thought that Matt Riddle looked great. He worked very well with Keith Lee. I thought Keith Lee... I mean, they both did very well. I was happy that Keith Lee got this win because... I honestly would have been happy with either guy getting this win, to be honest. Either one would have been perfectly fine with me, but Keith Lee getting this win was actually the right call. But, dude, Riddle looked fantastic, man. And that's the thing. He's been having so many fantastic matches each and every single time that he's out there. And so now the fact that, they, yeah, they have him do this goofy stuff backstage, I don't think it's bothering me as much as it was when they first started doing these because at the end of the day, he has been having these bomb matches. Um, the beatdown at the end, it was one of my favorite Bobby Lashley beatdowns that he's had so far, but I still, I'm still not completely like sold on the idea, but whatever. I I take it for what it is. I thought it was fine. I thought that it did look impressive him putting Keefley uh, through the commentary table. That looks pretty great as well. And I like the direction in which they're going with that and how they sort of, you know, portrayed had Bobby Lashley portrayed very well, better than weeks prior
0: that spine buster i jumped out of my seat when i saw that i was like oh he's going up higher and higher holy crap this was a good beat down and this time it was mvp encouraging him just if cray says i'm digging this triple threat because all three wrestlers are looking strong going into the match this is this is the drum i've been beating over and over denise And I know that some people will just get so hurt that I'm bringing up AEW. But AEW has a lot of clean wins and clean losses. And I'll always go back to the Randy Savage. He wants to win him in the ring and lose him in the ring. And that guy ended up all right. To me, if you have a good clean finish and one person is just better than the other, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. And Matt Riddle did not look at least any significant worse from this. I mean, he's gotten beaten down the last couple of weeks. That hasn't helped, but I like winning him in the ring, losing him in the ring. And that's what they did here.
2: It helped that this match was really good. So it didn't hurt him losing it.
0: Yeah, you're right. Uh, Havri Duncan says, could have had Zelina Garza and Andrade against Bunny and Priest, but Vince just needs third-party income. When I talked to Effie, Effie has benefited huge from the fact that Vince was like, No more Twitch. Because as a result, Twitch was like, well, God, all these wrestlers were doing good and we can't use WWE anymore. Well, we better invest in Effie and Zicky Dice. And they have been raking it in as a result. It's so weird that WWE did not just use that and say, oh, look what our platform can bring you. Our platform can bring you six figures in not wrestling while you're at home. It's wild. Uh, Matthew Garrett says priest as a face, Andrade versus heel. Come on. That match will happen and it will be awesome. Um, and I can't wait for that.
2: Andrade Matthew- needs to get Andrade when he does come back needs to get that main that main event treatment. I really think that he's one of those people that could be that could be eventually, you know, I don't know, maybe I don't know. Just somebody that could be a worthy challenger to to Drew McIntyre. He could be up there if worked, if booked right. I have complete faith in that.
0: And, uh, yeah, I, I'm with you. I think he should have from the jump. I think, like, kind of what they're doing with Damian Priest now should have been a lot of what they did with Andrade at the beginning. Because he just has star written all over. Him. Once they had him lose those dumbass suspenders, he was good to go. <laughs> <laughs> One- yeah. William Rabb said, could you see Lashley drop the U.S. title to Chambers three-way and be the one to face Drew at Mania? <sighs> no, they've already done that, so I don't think so. I don't like dropping the title and then going for one higher. I don't. I am Malucha says, someone needs to show Vince those TNA Lashley-Drew wars and let them fight. Yeah? Yeah, I mean, they were they were very good. That was the best Lashley we've seen. Matthew Garrett says, Y'all should use Streamlab tips so you can keep more of the money from Super Chats. Maybe, but here's the thing. When you do that, you also sacrifice the platform. And like, would we get as many to make up that difference? I don't know. Maybe we'll try it out one day. Whatever makes Fightful more money and gets our people paid more for, I'm for. Well, Lana beat Naya in a tables match. And um, this was the talk of the show.
2: Was it really? Oh Ed yeah, Call says, oh, yeah.
0: Ed Call says, Did I really hear my hole on Raw? You did. This match was abysmal. It was real bad. It was sad watching like Lana do that Hurricane Rana over the top and Naya had to climb over the top. That did not look good. I laughed my ass off at her doing the leg drop and her screaming my hole. That was very funny. And then Lana pushes her into the table. Okay, I don't have a problem with Lana beating Nia Jax. Not a one bit. The match wasn't good
1: though. <laughs>
2: so my original thoughts on this match was starting off i thought why why are we here again why and then they did the whole explaining why they were doing this match and i thought everybody remembers why are we doing this match again i was kind of hoping that that's it after she eliminated uh naya from the royal rumble that that was it we were done exclamation point it was over come back have this tables match and i'm thinking this already feels like too much time too much time happened in between the last Last time they were doing this till now to where I just don't, I don't care. I don't care. And uh, the match was what it was. I liked the ending because I didn't see that table that she ended up putting her through. So that was kind of cool just because I really didn't see the table there. So it kind of caught me from by surprise. So that was perfectly fine. The whole comment, I swear I told you I thought I misheard it, but then everybody was talking about it on Twitter, and I was like, okay, I clearly I did not mishear this. I didn't think it was funny, though. It's not I my did. type of comedy.
0: <laughs> I'm a child, so I thought it was very funny. Um, <laughs> who just,
2: says that? You, you, if you hurt your butt, you just say, oh my god, my butt my butt hurts or something. You don't say your whole. That's disgusting.
0: It's fantastic. It was fantastic. Um Lana has not been pinned in her last eight matches. Dating back to November, by the way. This is to set up their tag title match. I'm okay with it. Let's get it done with. I would rather Nia or or Lana and Naomi be the tag champs. But Shayna runs in. We get a quick match there. You cannot tell me that Lana did not see Shayna sliding out of the ring to beat her ass. That was one of the dumbest things ever. But I love the pace of this match. I like Naomi's gear, too. This was not a long match, but it was it was a really, really, really fast pace in Naomi. And then uh, Shayna trying to slow it down. Naomi getting the win. I, I don't like seeing Shayna lose, but you've got to keep Naomi heated up. And um, if it's the champions losing singles matches instead of tag matches uh, that are non-title, I don't have a problem with it. I thought this was fine.
2: In this situation, I was a lot happier that Naomi got the win because I feel I – feel- feel like they're starting to do not maybe not starting to do something with her but I do feel like they're going a new direction with Naomi that I want to see that I have interest in so it's more of I was happy to see her win I thought she's been looking impressive since her return uh Shayna I haven't been feeling with her feeling it with her the last several weeks ever since the Nia Jax thing so for me I was more interested in seeing Naomi pick up a victory
0: heading down the home stretch of this show guys get your super chats in please leave us a thumbs up like our boy Javry Duncan did. This Lana Nia story was delayed for Flair to win the tag titles and do nothing with them just to get Nia versus Lana in a tables match two months after the pay-per-view. Denise, we truly did not need that at all. Charlotte could have just came
2: back. At the Rumble, and it would have been really fun. It
0: would have been really fun, and people would have thought, oh my God, she's going to win this. She's coming back and she's going to win it.
2: Yes. We did
0: not... I'm with you, Havery. I'm with you, bud. Well, Drew McIntyre versus Randy Orton. Randy Orton won by DQ as Sheamus just barreled down to the ring. And the the action was fine. They always have solid matches. But then Sheamus tries to kick Drew and kicks Orton. Then Drew kicks him, and that's it. I would have much rather this been like in the middle of the show, if that's how it's going to be. And I would have rather them made this announcement about the Elimination Chamber at the end of the show, if that's how it was going to be. This was a waste of time. And I hate that because I like all three of the ingredients here. But it was just like, well, okay, cool. Here we are, Drew Drew and Randy, the eighth time.
2: Exactly. That's why for me, when this was the main event, I knew that I wasn't going to get anything. Other- I knew I was going to get a perfectly fine raw main event. I knew that. But I wasn't ex- expecting anything major to actually happen out of this. And again, this was a waste for Sheamus. I I think everybody, I don't know how many people actually still have interest in the Sheamus Drew McIntyre thing after the treatment of tonight for that. And this was just there for me. I thought the match was fine, but that's what I was expecting. There was nothing that I thought was extraordinary.
0: <sighs> there's there's really not much to add. This was a nothing, I mean, good action. Don't get me wrong, good action. But when it ends like that, and we have seen way too many Raw main events end like that, Denise, it, it was a damper on what I thought was a pretty solid show. I love them doing a tables match on Raw, because that ain't a pay-per-view match. So that they they did it here. Why not? They had uh, some other stuff. Lacey Evans, top contender match. Sure. Sure. Uh, Brett J. Rasmussen says about the stream lab tips, ask Luke and Ollie over at WrestleTalk and see what they say. I think it's been working for them. They have a bit of a broader audience than us. So uh, I'll give it a shot eventually, but Hey, you know what? If you want to wet our beak a little bit more, Subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. I've got news this week on Superstar Spectacle. Um, what what happened and what wasn't supposed to happen coming out of that. A lot of Royal Rumble news this week. And I got bad bunny scoops, Denise. But tell them where they can find you.
2: All right. Twitter and Instagram at underscore Denise Salcedo. First and foremost, I'm like 600 followers away from 15K on Twitter. And that's my goal for the end of this month. So come follow me if you haven't already. YouTube.com slash Denise Salcedo. I just announced today that starting Friday, I'm going to go up against Sean and Jeremy in the Friday post shows for SmackDown. So, Sean, beware because I'm coming for you. Um, yeah, you could go to my channel and I'm going to be doing SmackDown post shows. So, you either choose me or Sean to watch. And let's be real, you got to pick Denise. So, you I'm can way better. Slash Denise Salcedo. Oh, and I'm almost at 35K, so you guys can come on
0: over. We're almost at 40K, so subscribe to us. Uh, subscribe to me. Ryan B. Jam says if Drew doesn't face Edge or Sheamus, a fun third option would be Drew versus Cena. I prefer Sheamus, though. Cena is the wild card to me. Cena could face Goldberg. I think that would be a good five-minute match. Cena could face Drew. I think that'd be a good one. However, would Cena want a WWE title-level match after two years? We're gonna we're talking 26 months since his last real match. Uh, there you go. Guys, listen. Your boy is back this week. The Distraction is back this week. Support all of our stuff. Go over to YouTube.com slash Fightful Scraps. Give us some of those watch hours. Until next time, guys, we're out